0: We'll <laughs>
1: This is the View for the Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for com. Today's Thursday, the 2nd of January 2020. My name is Patrick Smith and uh, I'll not lie, um, the, the result of the Belfast Giants-Dundee game in Dundee this afternoon has made this podcast a little bit easier. But it's the uh, we have a lot to talk about because we haven't spoken since the 18th of december so a happy new year to everybody i hope you had a lovely christmas and new year's period that you enjoyed yourself out there the uh the giants had a bit of a mixed bag um but we'll come on to that first of all and introduce my two good friends happy new year mr McGimsey.
0: and a happy new year to you and simon and joel and, and everybody that's listening and yeah, Happy New Year!
1: Good, good. I'm um, how and uh, Mr. Kitchen. I, I'm going to chat uh, Happy New Year to you. And you, you've had an eventful one as well. You, uh, we'll talk about the Spengler Cup later on. But uh, you had a good Christmas period. I'd
2: admit, yeah, you know Jazz and Sophie Sophia uh, certainly well looked after. So um, she's been, we Jazz has been on her iPhone 11 now for uh, <laughs> what seems like a complete week solid. Um, and eventually I just took it off her last night I've I've let her get on but you know she's getting ready for going to back to school again next Monday so she's got to start sleeping and I rang her patting so she's in her bed already well that's the way it is mate
1: that's the way it is Um, oh it is absolutely on this week's show, we'll be looking, I say, the, across all the games over, over the Christmas and New Year period, uh, a few things, choice things from around the league. But as there's a lot to cover, we're basically just going to make this as quick as we can to sort of bring you up to date as to what's taken place in the last two weeks. We're also we're going to have a chat with the head coach of the Belfast Giants, Adam Keefe, before previewing the Coventry double and maybe have a bit of chat about the friendship series as well. So there have been seven games since we last chatted. Um Rather than take you through the enormous amount of stats around all of those games, we're going to take them as regards to the chat as one big unit. So I'll run you through the games and the scores like like you don't know these already. But just to bring you up to speed, we're going to take you all the way back to that second leg of the quarterfinal of the Challenge Cup away to the Cardiff Devils. Obviously, the Devils had taken a 1-0 defeat in Belfast. And uh, they shut the Belfast Giants out again for Zip. Uh, Stephen Dixon, Sam Duggan, Joey Martin and Josh Batch. Uh, Dixon scoring the power play, Martin scoring short-handed. And the Cardiff Devils progress to the semi-final of the Challenge Cup with 5-0 aggregate. The Belfast Giants being eliminated from the competition they have won for the past two seasons. Back to Belfast on the 21st of December to face that very same Cardiff Devils, and it was a, a 4-2 victory for the visiting side. And Cardiff continued to shut the Belfast Giants out for the first two periods of that game, scoring, um, Marjorie Mackey, I th- Marjorie Mackey and uh, Stephen Dixon scoring in the first and the second, respectively, Uh, before the Giants hit back with Bobby Bobby Farnham. Uh, Sam Jardine made it 3-1. Curtis Hamilton made it 3-2. And then Blair Riley into the empty net, finished off the scoring in the league game 4-2 at the SSE Arena. The Giants went into Christmas hoping things could pick up. They needed a win just before that. And the next day they went over... 2-5 2-5 to, to face the Flyers, a place that only the few weeks previous we had troubles and we were defeated. This time, a 3-1 victory for your Belfast Giants. And it was the new man, Elgin Pierce, the former Dundee star who's come into the lineup. And we'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, he got the opening goal for the Belfast Giants in the second. Period. The other goals from the Giants come from Jordan Smotherman and Bobby Farnham on the power play. Danic Gauthier getting the only marker for the five flowers and we went into Christmas Day with that starting to build knowing that those two games against the clan were just around the corner and they were very enjoyable. Indeed. Uh, the 27th of December, that first game against the Glasgow clan, the Belfast Giants at the SSE Arena took a 5-1 victory. New guy Rickard Palmberg with the opener. Elgin Pierce was second. Rickard Palmberg was second of the game. Brian Ward and Palmberg then rounding off the hat-trick to take the victory. The only goal for the clan coming from Mathieu Wa. The next day, it was all the way over to the shopping centre in the Brayhead Arena. Uh, Glasgow clan still have I think it's no win in six at that point. Giants made it no win in seven. Uh, A 4-1 victory for the Giants. David Goodwin opening the scoring in the first period. Uh, Mateo Wah making it 1-1 in the second before Goodwin got a second. One from Curtis Hamilton and a power play goal from Curtis Leonard rounded it to scoring. 4-1 to the Giants. That was, a, was that a 9-2 aggregate over the two games. Now, some traditions of Christmas come along all the time and this seemed to me another one. I'll have to talk to Davey in a second statistically about this, but the Dundee Stars rocked into the SSE Arena the day before New Year's Eve on the 30th of December and they walked away with a 6-3 victory. The only goals for the Giants coming from David Goodwin, Bobby Farnham and Patrick Mullen. But Kevin Defer, Matt Carter, Colton Kroger, Matt Marquand and then two more from Defer to get his hat-trick. Both of those in the empty net uh, rounded off a 6-3 victory. And then we come to today's game against the Dundee Stars, the Giants looking for some form of revenge, and they got that. But it wasn't easy, let's be fair. The Dundee Stars raced into a 2-0 lead. Matt Carter with a, with an even-strength goal in the first period and a power play goal in the second to give the home side a 2-0 stretch. And then their former boy in the power play, Elgin Pierce, steps up. Power play goal. Ben Lake into the third period. makes it 2-2 and then in the dying depths that there was just over two minutes on the clock the Giants had to find it from somewhere and it was David Goodwin, a player who's been excellent for the Giants so far and is up for the Player of the Month with the winning goal 3-2 to your Belfast Giants so that's a 4-0 victory to the Cardiff Devils a 4-2 victory to the Cardiff Devils a 3-1 victory for the Giants over the Flyers A 5-1 victory for the Giants over the clan. A 4-1 victory for the Giants over the clan. A 6-3 defeat at the hands of the Dundee Stars. And a 3-2 victory today over Dundee in the 100th game against them. And final game against them this season. So with those results, um, I guess we're going to take it all the way back to the start, Davy. Unfortunately, the Giants out of the cup and a double shutout at that, which, you know, we're going to take this whole sort of Christmas period as a, as one bunch, but taking that in itself is for the reigning champions to go out the way we did is just not, just not acceptable really, is it?
0: Um, I was at the game myself down in Cardiff. Um, it, it had all the hallmarks of an absolute, you know, we'd gone there a couple of weeks before, we'd done really well across the two games. Yep. We we came out. I don't know this is a little corny to say, three or four minutes. It was absolutely brilliant. It was a hard hitting game. Um, both teams looked right up for it. First goal was obviously going to be crucial. Story of our season. We took perhaps what you'd call a pretty soft penalty. It's a little hooking call. I think it was longer time behind the net. He's he's put in the penalty box, and they they you know they have a killer power play. And uh, fortunately for them, a the guy was able to get you know. He, it's one of those ones because you're up in the gantry there you can sort of, it's like watching uh, it's like watching from above and you could see the play coming. Guy got loose in front and he's managed to tuck it in and from then I felt that night we really lost our sort of run of ourselves, we lost our discipline after that. we looked we were kind of settling scores and you know, we took our eye off the ball, eye off the puck, whatever you want to say for the rest of that game, you know. I don't think we'd have played there for another game and particularly got anything out of it. There was, We had a few looks, but really, really few. I think maybe the third period was something like three shots. I don't have the stats in front of me. It's that long ago. I haven't bothered. didn't know we were going to talk about it. But a really, we, we always say, about it, you don't get too high with the highs. Don't get too low with the low. That was a real low performance for me as well as a low result. You know, Yeah, we came in 1-0 down. Even at 2-0 down, you're not out of the game. But we were just going through that little period there where we couldn't buy a goal especially against Cardiff for what a, look, they're a good team big bodies they're hard to get inside on but if you want to you know if you want to score goals you've got to pay the price I just didn't feel that there was enough there was two or three good performances I thought Bobby Farnham that night again the, the crowd got in in his head a little bit as well but Bobby went well I was going to say for sixty minutes he got three out with a few minutes to go <laughs> but, but he kept that edginess about him he kept trying to throw the hits but we just we didn't play well on the night, and when you don't play well in Cardiff against Cardiff, you get what happened to us. And unfortunately, that was uh, the cup defence was over.
1: That's it. and between that game, you know what Davy was at, and then coming in to face the Cardiff Devils at the SSE Arena a few days later. Obviously, we brought Elgin Pierce into the lineup from the Dundee Stars, and the Giants did get a couple of goals. But once again, Cardiff just having their way with things.
2: Yeah, it was a i uh, I think it was a case a little too little, too late. You know, they, they got a from memory they got a couple of goals up, um, and then we pulled one back, and then they scored like a minute or, or a minute and a half yeah. after that as well. So you know, going three one down, that was into the third period. Uh, I thought we played better. Bounds was outstanding that night. Um, I thought he was really, really solid. Uh, and like, uh, that's not making any bones about this. They are a solid team. We knew at the start of the season they were going to be. You know, up there thereabouts, if they they you know they they talk about budgets and stuff like that. Cardiff, they spend more than anybody, I would guess, and they've a lot of money behind them. And and uh, you know they've they've certainly went out and, and brought a uh, a couple of new additions into that lineup. That big defence, Morrison, is absolutely outstanding. He's a beast. Um, he doesn't. He's probably not the fastest player in the world, but he, he does. If you watch him during the game itself, he just does things a little bit simpler than. Everybody else, but does them very, very effectively. Um, you know, Blair Riley was well up for. He obviously got his empty ball at the end of it, and and that was disappointing. Uh, yeah. You want to try and keep him off the score sheet, <laughs> absolutely. But, you know, but you know, I thought it was a better performance than obviously the Wednesday night previous. Um, I thought that uh, you know, Davies already touched on it. Obviously, he was there and he had a better view than what we had on the webcast. But I just thought that the effort levels uh, weren't weren't good enough. Um, on that Wednesday night, I thought, you know, we we hear Adam uh, taking a lot of responsibility for for maybe line changes and not getting guys into the game and and you know taking the taking on the chin and, I, and I've already said this before about the coach trying to divert all the pressure onto him, but coming into that Christmas period of the game against Cardiff at home and then uh, five away, wasn't it? You know, co- coming yes. into that coming into those games. Um I thought there was there was a few players let him down, uh, especially in Cardiff. Um I thought that there's there's guys out there who and this is probably still I I there's, there's, I, I even after Monday night's game and, and tonight's game as well against Dundee Stars, I think there's guys there who are who are not giving it their all. Um and I'm not gonna name names uh because I, I think if they look in the, the mirror they'll be able to tell themselves, guys I can get, I can give more. I can give more. And I think there's there's maybe two or three guys there that are in then that situation. So, you know, all we're asking for is when you put that jersey on, you're representing us, you're representing our city, you're representing our fans, uh, and you're representing yourselves. Um, you know, it was very disappointing to lose against the Dundee Stars on Monday night. I didn't I I just didn't think we were good enough. Um I had a bad feeling before the game. I said to Davy and Davy will back me up in this, it just didn't just didn't feel it. You know, Car Dundee have sort come into our place this season and already won twice, and then with that game the other night, that's a three and one record for them um this season. And and with the greatest respect to Dundee Stars, that is simply not good enough. Well,
1: it's the team at the bottom of the league. You know, and uh, this is no slide on Omar Pasha. The, the the bottom end of the league, the Giants, if they have any aspirations of titles, should be dispatching, or should at least have a winning record. Dropping a game here or there against that level of opposition, you can sometimes excuse, but but having a but having a home record like that against the Dundee Stars makes things even more difficult for a team trying to retain the elite league title. But but Davy, you know, uh, you know, says makes the comment about effort levels there, and the Giants went into Fife having try last time they went into Fife it was a defeat so to go for a 3-1 win over Fife and then after Christmas two stonking victories over Glasgow clan, you started to feel that maybe we were finding our feet again
0: Or we skipping past, the, didn't we play the, the Devils at home or we just well sorry,
1: well, sorry you can come back to that, Siz was talking about it there but if you want to come back to that absolutely
0: no, no, no I'm, I'm happy to skip past any loss. What's the question, Paddy? that. I was saying about can,
1: that. Cis was, was making a comment about effort levels, and especially in that, oh, that, yeah, that, that Cardiff home game.
0: The, the, the Cardiff away game, I thought, the, the, the effort level just wasn't there. Um, after we conceded the goal, as I say, I know it's really corny and all, we, we came out, we were up for it, I think we'd possibly even flown in You know, early for that game. We were prepped and ready to go, and we came out of the blocks, both teams did Great, great hard hit game, but once we got behind, the heads went down, and and it did. Um, I think if anybody looks back at the video, you know, the body language wasn't great at times, and and we uh, we have had that over the Christmas period as well. I I thought that Monday night's game, no says touched on it there. I thought we we're really lethargic at times, you know. You know, I don't know whether I said it on the webcast or not, but you know, slow line changes and that. There's reasons for that, you know. All of a sudden, shift times are getting extended because. Guys are spending the first 20 seconds of the shift getting into it, chasing the puck down. By the time they chase the puck down, it's almost time to get off the ice. So, you know, they can get a wee bit, they can stay on the ice a wee bit long. Then their shifts are extra long. Guys are sitting for longer. Guys aren't getting any ice time at all. And it just upsets everything. And, you know, I I just think we were really disjointed against the Stars the other night. I'm not prepared to say effort level, but we just looked lethargic. We looked leggy. You know, a lot of games have been played in December a lot of the teams have played a lot of games too. So, you know, you can't really use that as an excuse. Everybody's played a lot of hockey, more or less the same hockey, this stage of the season. we Maybe half a dozen games more when we started in August. But, like, we haven't played, you know, Sheffield have played a couple of games more in the league, so it's more or less balanced out. Um, you know, Simon's saying there, there's a couple or three guys probably have more. There's probably more than that because if you look at the consistency of performances, we have guys who when they come and they bring their A game they bring it for 60 minutes. This team's showing that it's 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 peerless. It's been able to beat the Cardiff. it's been able to beat the Sheffields, it's the, the the Nottings, you know, it's it's the defending league champion. Of course you're gonna get teams with their tail up coming in against you They want to beat the champions, They wanna be the best, you've got to beat the best. And you know, unfortunately for us, I just think at times through the con- inconsistency of the whole season. It's getting the consistency of performance and effort level and buy-in on a nightly basis is what we need, and that's not what's been there and that's why there's been changes made. I don't know whether we'll make any more changes, which is obviously the question mark over Palmberg, everyone's seen the elite prospect stuff, so we'll talk about that later. But you know, on we talked a few weeks ago, until we get the settle team, transfer deadlines over this is what we've got. Bang, the guys have to. You're here for the season, pull your socks up, get on with it. There's guys that are chomping at the bit to get more ice time. I know that Adam Keefe has said that on, on on interviews as well. You know, there's an opportunity for guys to play themselves into the ice time. You know, they've got to take it when they get it.
1: So, then where, Davey, do these like hammering victories with the Glasgow clan and a 3 1 victory in Fife sit into that? Because obviously. With the five-one victory at home and the four-one victory away, and the three-one victory in Fife, that these guys are showing that they can perform at that level, that they can, or is that a reflection on the opposition as well?
0: I think there's an element of confidence um, when we get when we get out in front. Um, we, we, we can't take a penalty. So, you know, there's there's million, there's not millions, there's loads of factors as to why we're not doing well. <laughs> Confidence. You've seen the stats there that we're talking about earlier on. Tonight was the first time this season we have overturned a a scoreline to win. You know, it's the first time we haven't scored first on one away from home this season. That's a startling fact. By playing in January for a team that wants to to has aspirations of winning leagues, that it hasn't overturned a result this season. That's a good thing. We've managed to do that. That could be mental. Um we've run into penalty trouble with a really good with a really, really good penalty kill, but my goodness, it's having to work hard. It's having to, you know, kill far more penalties than any other kill. So that means that there's guys who don't kill penalties are sitting on the bench, you know, for a period of game because you know they're they're five, six, seven minutes down on ice time because they're not getting regular shifts, because they're not killing penalties. Uh, you know, the power play just simply hasn't been good enough, anywhere near good enough. Riddle me why that is, I don't know. Um, but I think confidence is, is one of the massive things. When we get behind, we I've said it in the podcast over a number of weeks, we just don't chase well. And that is down to confidence. And we we go in and we take, I know I said to Simon the other night about a, a sort of low percentage shot, somebody just sort of risked it in from the top of the circle. And it seemed to almost be just to try and set up A face-off, a set play, which we're running, you know, on a good night, your face-off runs at 60%. On a bad night, 40. Average is about 50. So if you throw in a wrist shot into the goalie's chest, you've a 50% chance of getting the puck back. You know, and to me, we should be looking to put that round the horn or we should be looking to stop up and and try and do something at the blue line. Not give, you know, you keep possession, you have a better chance of scoring than a 50-50. So for me, there's lots of little things that guys can work on. I'm not going to try and critique. I've the game, so I, I can't pretend to to critique it in any other way than you know say what I say. But I just think there's 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 a few issues running through the roster that don't need a massive amount to get ironed out. Why we can absolutely gub the clan twice? Why we can go to Fife and have a really solid victory and then really stink? Because that's what happened. Monday night was a stinking performance Um for me, anyway. Um I don't know, Paddy.
1: It's funny. It says you know, David. brings up a good point regarding these sort of statistical adversities that we've come up. You know, be it overturning the, the the a deficit in an away game, be it you know at the start of the season finding it difficult to find an away win, then we're finding it difficult to find goals in general. And now we've you know this is a this is something that we've now been able to turn over, and other things we've been able to turn yeah. over. the Giants have had to try to find these ways, these changes in the lineups to to make things better, to try to improve going into different opponents, but going back to those two games against the Glasgow clan, the tails were really up. Now the clan uh, despite crowing about being top of the league in whatever it was, the second week or whatever it was they're going through their own failings, but the Giants had to beat them and they did resoundingly.
2: Yeah, I thought we were pretty solid those two nights, and um, you know we got buy in. We, we talk about scoring goals and our um, the consistency where we're not, you know, getting on the score sheet as much as we can. The Last five games, we scored twenty goals. Um, three of those games, we only conceded one. So defensively, we were sound. You know, we're playing well. Um mean, there was one stage that looked like a shutout for. Uh, she and Owen against Glasgow, I think it was the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, or Stephen Murphy, sorry, I think Stephen it was Murphy. the first game. Yep, Stephen Murphy. Um, you know, and then obviously you conceded that one late one from them, and and uh, they come into the third period. You gave them a bit of momentum. We talked about on the webcast. You know, obviously you're you're four or five up, whatever it was, um, and we just seemed to stop playing. It was that's not the first time this season either. We 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 pummeled the the, the clan at the I think it was six one at the first game of the season, the first Challenge Cup game of the season. And to be honest, we should have gone on and absolutely annihilated them that night, but we stopped skating, we stopped moving our feet, we stopped, we stopped everything. Um they come out and score, and it gives them momentum going into the next night. They they get the next win uh, in Belfast, sorry, in uh, in Glasgow, um, and then you know, you bring it back to this as well. And you know, you you just need. I right? think was Davy actually Davy asked. Um, I think it was Kevin Ryan the other night. You know when you get up three or four goals goals—is it uh, and you go into the third period is it a matter of mentality or you're sort of saving yourself for the next night um, and you sh- that shouldn't be the case yes you should You maybe you know Adam obviously utilises his bench a lot more he was giving the guys in the fourth line a lot more ice time uh, against the um, Glasgow Clammore 5-1 up but it it's, sometimes it's difficult to get those guys into the game and the main reason is discipline take tonight we had 10 two minute penalties tonight yeah 10, that's a whole period you're dying. A whole bloody period. And a lot of those penalties are selfish. Selfish, selfish penalties. There's no need to be taken. You're not moving your feet. You're being lazy. You're not getting your detail. Get your finger out. It's difficult. Uh, but let's, take it, let's take it to today's
1: game then, David. You know, and that 3-2 win in Dundee. Uh, 2-0 down. You've said it yourself. It's the first time this season away from home we've been able to turn around that deficit. We had to find a way at 2-0 down to get back into the game. Goodwin gets the, the winning goal in the dying Dian minutes of that match. So what was the difference today?
0: I'd like to have been a fly on the wall in the um, second period break. In the Giants' locker room, when you're when you're, you know, I imagine the coach earned his money tonight. He maybe told the boys, you know, this is chips are dying here, lads. You just need to go out, and turn this around. to one in twenty minutes. potentially to start saving a season. I know that sounds ridiculous when you look at our but league position,
1: it's, but it's 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 the it's the level of opponent and the confidence to gain from it. So yeah, that's fair enough.
0: Yeah, so you know, the, this has to be that has to be a stat that you know i know you know i love my stats and credit to the stat boys for for recording all these things for me (laughs) yeah i know i I know i know they call me the stat man not but i'm just a just the ceo of the team as as, has said on the uh on on the webcast like stevie phil kaelin and all the other twitter wannabes um you know there there's plenty of room for them all by the way um but like we record these things and, and coming into tonight's game, as we said, we haven't, you know, went behind in a game this season and turned it around. That has to be something that the coach needs to say, Look boys now, see when you go go behind, we've proven. We've proven we've went and done it. We'll go behind, we'll stay with the process. We'll get our shots on goal, we'll get our traffic in front. See what Dundee did the awesome Monday night? We've got power plays they've moved they've moved Owen left or right. They got bodies in front. They got shots on target. That's yep. all you can ask. Put the puck on the net. You know the old cliche: good things can happen. And we need to get guys going into that blue paint against the likes of Cardiff. Not staying perimeter. Not throwing per- low percentage shots from bad angles. And and uh, going for face offs in the offensive zone. We need to take the play of the opposition. We need to get when we've had success this this season. And it happened that the, the two games against the, the Glasgow clan, the majority of the goals were scored from driving out. Bobby Farnham, even the other night, hacking and whacking in the blue paint. You know, the pass yep. from Liam Reddick's a beautiful pass across the ice for Mullen coming in at the back door. All these things happening in and around the net. And when we stay perimeter and we don't go in there, we don't have success. So the buy-in is coming to the rink that night and saying, I'm going to go to the dirty areas to score a goal. And when that happens, and we get the buy-in, and we stick with the process, and we tick more boxes than we don't tick, we win the games. It's Hockey's simple. It's it's complicated by people, and then when it gets complicated, that's when we don't succeed. When you just get the puck, and you get it to the net, and you've got people going to the net, you score goals. And these guys are all highly qualified professional athletes that know how to do it, way better than I ever will. But when they go to the blue paint, they get success. So that's what they have to stick with.
1: Says,
2: Couldn't put it better myself. That, was that the difference today? Yeah, absolutely was. You know, again, I, I don't think, I thought we were absolutely brutal for the first 40 minutes. Uh-huh. Um, uh, one thing that we, that, you know, David talks on there that in between the second period, you know, Adam would have earned his corn. I think he earned his corn at 22.15 uh, on the clock. They scored the second goal. He calls a timeout and you could see that he was, um, what's the word for it, animated, um, and he was pissed off, and you just knew that, uh, yeah. you talk about maybe getting into the, the locker room in between the second period. I wouldn't want to be in the room with, with Adam Keefe at the end of the second period when you're 2-0 down to, to the um, the Dundee Stars anymore. I reckon he'd be ready right in there and he'd probably take somebody up by the roots. So, you know, good to see the reaction. Really, uh, we we always try and take the positives from the games, the first forty minutes was dire tonight. That's and I make no mistake about that. But the last twenty, I thought we dominated. I thought we ab- absolutely deserved the two goals that we got. Maybe you know the clerk didn't work him enough. Um, I thought that Dundee again. I actually thought Dundee tired in the third period, which is very unlike them. Um, they're usually a very big energy team, and and um, you know I, I thought they played very very well. Um the, the you talk about changes being made and we've brought in four new players in the last what month. Um so you've got Palmberg, Goodwin, Nowy, and um Pierce. Pierce. And you know, has that made us better? Yeah. I think it has. Uh, defensively, I still think we're we're probably suffering. Uh, but when you take a player of Patrick Mullen capabilities out of the lineup and we're still missing Kevin Ryan. you know, any team. Any team in this elite league would miss both of those players. Agreed. When they're both, when they're both fit, ninety nine point nine percent of the time they play. Mm-hmm. So you know it's a big miss missing Patrick Mullin. Tonight, I hope Kevin Ray and Patrick Mullin are back very soon for us because we're a far better team we, when they're in the when they're in the lineup. Um, obviously, somebody else has to miss out on that occasion. But uh, you you have to battle for your ice time. You know, there's you talk about guys that you know maybe don't get ice time and. Uh, there's guys that do deserve more ice time, and there's guys that need to work harder for ice time. Um, so it's as I said, it's time to get the bloody fingers out now. We're coming into, well, we're into January. We're in the January. It's a it's a long road down this uh, next January, February, uh, March uh, road down to the last game of the season. We play Cardiff the season that sorry the game before the last game of the season. Um, let's hope we're we're in the mix right the whole way down to that. But as I say, we need to really sort this out and get going because if we don't get more consistency in our in our game between now and the end of this month, we can just wave goodbye like the uh, league championship, in my opinion. All those games, I assume today's games will have
1: the 25-minute highlights and the Dundee <laughs> Stars. You'll find them on YouTube. You'll find them all we'll, we'll tweet them up on a view from the bridge as well. We're going to hear from Adam Keefe in just a second, and we'll ask him about some of the changes and the brilliant of elegant the likes. But of all the changes, and I'll just get your reaction to this, and it's one we were actually pretty disappointed about, is the fact that out the door went uh, Patrick Ronca. Uh, he's gone to Gap. In France, where he's, you know, he's scoring, he scored as many goals for them now in three games as he did for the Belfast Giants. But so he's scoring, he's scoring touches returned in that league. Says I'll 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 start with you, mate. You know, we all had high hopes for Patrick Ronca, and he's a nice kid, and he he showed that he's got the talent in the hands, but it, there was just no final product.
2: I've been sitting thinking about this for the last few days. Um because it was actually Jasmine brought it up to my attention. Um and she seen that uh, she follows him on Instagram and his on his Um and noticed that he scored a, a game winning goal there in gap the other night. Um and uh and she says, Well what, what's the difference, Dad, between him playing over there and playing here? And I said, Look, I, I can't answer that. I says, I think this is a tougher league than what France is. But I, I, I just can't answer that. You know, we we seen how good this kid can be last year when he played for Katowice I agree. um you know he was unbelievable he, he he was as soon as he was signed everybody was was excited to to see this uh twenty three year old Polish kid come into belfast um but for for one reason or the other he, he just never really got going and I think it might have been it might be the problem that the guys that he was playing with mm-hmm. it's just a little bit you know, no, uh, uh, yes, we all know we can skip it like the wind. Absolutely. Um, but some players are just a little bit smart. You know, you talk about doing the right thing and making smart decisions um, on the ice and obviously off the ice. But, you know, when you look at the likes of Teddy Sheringham playing football, Teddy Sheringham had his first, it's probably not a good analysis because, because you're sure a Liverpool said. fan, but, you know, <laughs> Teddy Sheringham had his first three, four yards in his head. Yep you know, Patrick Franckett was probably the same, you know it was just it's just it's it's just annoying that he just didn't get going to the, the standards that we were hoping that he was gonna get into because I was so excited to see this kid coming in. Um I really thought he was gonna light the league up. And unfortunately for him and, and us it it's it's not gonna be the case this year and, and you just never know what's gonna happen down the line. You know, money talks and he could end up in Another elite league team or he could end up back in Belfast. You just never know. Um, but very disappointing uh, the way it's ended. Um, we've brought in a little bit more grit. Of, you know, Elgin Pierce has done very well. Davey, how many points he got now? Is it seven or eight? He's three points yeah. tonight. Yeah. You know, so four or five games, he's got seven or eight points. And um, and obviously, you know, he, he got that power play goal tonight to get us going. So, um, you know, sometimes, as I say, you make little changes and you talk about Elgin Pierce and Patrick Frankel even. Dundee have brought in two new players, and yeah. Matt Carter's one of them. He scored another two goals tonight. Yep. You know, so just making a change in the locker room. You could see Patrick. Uh, I, I'm lucky enough to, to see the boys in the dressing room, uh, you know, in the on the ice for practice and what have you. And you could see Patrick wasn't happy. You could see that, you know, from, from September to the week before. December week before Christmas, you can see that his whole demeanor had changed. When he, when he came in in September, he was buzzing. You know, every time he came into the locker room, every every was talking about him, such a great kid smiling. And because you just not things aren't going your way, it's about attitude. And he's had to make a big change as well, coming from Poland they live in Belfast. You know, it, it's a lot of people don't take these things into consideration. So it's a big, big step for him. He's still only a kid. The only person that he knew here was his girlfriend. When he came in, he brought his girlfriend with him. So making all these changes can affect people. And and listen, I wish him the best of luck in France and and wherever he goes on to play, unless he comes to the elite league, then I'll certainly give him a text and and give him dog's abuse. But um, (laughs) he's such a nice kid, a real, real good lad. And um, as I say, unfortunately, it just didn't work out for him in Belfast
1: interesting wasn't it Davey it's the fact that as I said you know, we'd seen him last season of Katowice I'd say like the CHL games and those pre-season especially the preseason games he sort of burst onto this scene for us and you saw the real potential, the real speed, the great hands and we really hoped that it would turn into something maybe akin to Chris Higgins or something like that and it just didn't really transpire for him
0: I think he's probably the right player at the wrong time perhaps um, When a team struggling for offence and he was sort of relied on to, to sort of spark things at times and it wasn't happening for him probably because he was that little bit more perimeter perhaps due to his size you know when you, you compare him and Higgy and, and you probably stand them side by side you know Higgy you'll drive the net as well as you know play around the outside and take a D-man on and, and, and make him look stupid and score a goal Patrick as things went on Became more and more perimeter, became more and more outside, looking for that inside pass rather than perhaps going for goal himself. Um, would I take Patrick Ronka back in Belfast again? Absolutely. I think, as I said at the start, I think the kid has has came to Belfast at a, a transitional time. You know, we talk about this all the time. The goals that with the players that we lost from last season, and you're going into almost. Almost a transition season, you know, if you, if you took this team and said, right, we'll put it together again, exactly the same next year. The players know a little bit more about the league, the style. We talked about not having players at a point of game, and you brought Elgin Pearson in, nine points in six games, you know, that one and a half point of game player that you need, that unfortunately Patrick Franko wasn't. is just, he had, we, we watched him in Katowice, Polish international player of year, and we went to the World Championships, whatever division he was, starred for Poland came here, starred preseason, scored a thing against Liberettes today on the first night of the season in the in the CHL as well. Yeah. Did did well in those early games. Did well in the uh, you know in the early games of the season him, and we struggled on the road and once this team began to tighten up, Bronx just wasn't the guy that was unlocking things. And sadly for him, you know, eighteen points in thirty seven games just wasn't enough to keep his job less than half a point a game. He was relied on for more, and when you think back, you're relying on 23 year old coming to a new country, didn't speak English. You know how many of these, many of these Canadian and North American guys signed for us and cite, uh, you know, it's an English speaking country as one of the great reasons for coming here. Patrick could barely say his name in English. You know, whenever he arrived here in the summer, and uh, he had all those things to deal with. Feel sorry for him. I'm glad he's doing well in Gap. I wish he was doing well for the Belfast Giants. I don't really ever see him back in Belfast. Could have seen him in the Elite League, possibly. Would have taken him back in Belfast, absolutely. I really, really like a kid. I think he's got he's got game and spades. As he gets older and maybe develops a little bit more physically, and he learns that, <laughs> a bit like what we are talking about in the previous games there, to score goals, you have to get in there. And I think, just unfortunately with him, he didn't get in there enough, and he didn't get the points, and points win prizes and unfortunately for how much it's cost him his job.
2: I uh, think there's another bit lads, uh, for, for Ronks it, and again it's one of the things I was thinking about the other night you two wouldn't remember but when I, mean, I was only a kid when it happened as well Ozzy Ardiles and Ricky Villa um, came in to them in 1979 um, and when they came in the reason that they brought them in together, two Argentinians coming to, to England um, and just try and get them to settle in that little bit more and a little bit easier and again, as Davey touched on there, you know, obviously French coming in on his own. Nobody else speaks the language in the in the dressing room that that um, obviously he is, he's obviously fluent as natural. If we had a, in the foresight and thought about maybe going back to Caravita and bringing somebody else in who speaks and maybe have that opportunity just to settle in a little bit quicker, mm. um, you know, uh, we, okay we talked I can't remember who it was last year. Was it Freddie or sorry, was it Frankie De Frankie, yeah. You know, Frankie Frankie came in, um, yes, English speaking, that's fine. Um, but he found it really difficult because he was living on his own. And this is the one thing that uh, I, I believe that our the majority of the, the teammates or the, the guys that we have playing on the chance are either living with their, their girlfriend or their partner wife. Um, or they're living with a teammate. Yes, there's one or two that live on their own, but that's the bit for me that I think we should get in all guys. Everybody should be living at least. And you know it's difficult because, as I said, it, it, it just things that maybe they see things about maybe settling a little bit. Um, and Davy again, you know, he, he put in just nailed it right in the head there by saying, you know, would have would have taken back absolutely, like hundred percent. However, just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And um, it's really, I mean, I just looked at the stats there for Gabby's five points in three um, years. John Dupuy, he's five points in four games. Do you know what I mean? So, it's, yes, I don't think the French League is as tough as what it is in the UK. But, uh, listen, we, we wish the best. And There once a chance, up a chance and Unless uh, they go on to play for somebody else in the league, <laughs> I think uh, just uh, just to wrap this up, I think that the, the the big thing
1: for him as well is the fact that he wasn't maligned in Belfast. That the the fan base loved him. You know, they, they really want. There was a real willingness to, to get behind him as they are with all the giants, but a real willingness for him to try and succeed. But unfortunately, so here, maybe it just wasn't Paddy, the right
0: time. Go on. Paddy, that's a very good point. Some players, the fans turn on them. You know, they they can see a lack of effort or they can see just, he's just not good enough, you know, and things can turn that way on them. I I even think Jean Dupuy, Jesse, you know, guys that have gone on and guys that will potentially go on between now and the the signing deadline, because we can't keep everybody probably for the rest of the season, um, once injuries are out of the way. Bronx, everybody loved him. He had that sort of, he had that energy. He, he He went flat to the mat every shift. Okay, it didn't work out for him, but he just had that. And I agree with says or says. Can kind of agree with me? I would love to see a time when Patrick Franca could come back here and play again because I think he's a bit of unfinished business in Belfast. And unfortunately, it hasn't worked out at this stage for him. But look I, you can look down the roster and and critique all the all the signings in terms of recruitment. I think Patrick Franco was a well recruited player. Sometimes it just doesn't work out.
1: Absolutely. We wish him well in Gap and uh, hopefully he'll, he'll do well there and wherever he goes in his future career. Okay, so we're now joined by the head coach of the Belfast Giants, Adam Keefe. How are you, man? bad yourself. Yeah, good, good. Happy New Year to you. Um, first of all, you're obviously you're now on your way back from Dundee uh, after the 3-2 victory over the Stars. Uh, a little bit of revenge as to what took place um just the other day at the SSE Arena. How do you feel the boys reacted?
3: it's uh, a loaded question. Um, <laughs> for, you know, the first 40 minutes were not great, to be completely honest with you, I think uh, way too many penalties kind of disrupted or didn't allow us to get into the flow of the game and didn't allow me to play the lines correctly. And uh, you know, A lot of players sat on the bench and a lot of players had to kill penalties for... You know, the better part of the first 40 minutes, um, which, you know, makes it tough to gain any momentum going into those games, especially on the road. Uh, But, um, you know, the third period uh, to have a gutsy comeback like we did uh, is certainly something to build on. Something that, uh, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not sure we've done. I, I come from behind a two-goal deficit uh, this season, so it's something certainly to build on and something to believe in. And, um, we, we certainly know when we're at our best, we're a very tough team to beat. Um, no, it's about finding that best consistently and, and also having that belief that when we don't have our best, that we can come back and, and see that game out as well like we did tonight.
2: Adam, over the Christmas period now, uh, you've uh, had six games in just over 10 days. um, You have four and two record. What was your aspirations heading into those six games?
3: Um, Well, we didn't have... uh, We had a segment goal, but not... It didn't include the the two before Christmas, Um, so... uh, So, very wrong, gentlemen, I was telling you about uh, William Wallace. (laughs) If (laughs) you look over here, they've done it up there. You come back to uh, you here.
1: William Wallace stands.
3: (laughs) <laughs> I'm, just I'm just learning about William Mollis.
1: <laughs> and the Freedom! <laughs> <laughs>
3: With bottle. Is there a tower there? So very, very yeah, yeah.
2: It's a yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, a Gotta keep, keep better us better better than in, Paddy's quality. Know? Oh, yeah. It's, we're learning about William Wallace while Kiefer is. So what about the four games then, just over the Christmas period? Your, what was your aspirations leading into it? Uh...
3: Well, obviously, we wanted to win them all. Um, So um, the home game uh, last against Dundee was a setback for us and uh, certainly one that we weren't happy about. uh, We wanted to correct that. And and obviously, you can't get it back, so we wanted to correct it tonight Um, through the first 40 minutes. I don't think anything really went our way. And from from penalties to uh, you know, a number of things didn't really go our way. We had some bad bounces. Uh, Shane Owen did very well to keep us in that game and and give us that chance to come back in that third period, and, and that was important for us to, to have that and go through that.
2: And I also, you talk about the the Monday night game against the uh, against Dundee. Tonight's game against Dundee again, um, another challenge that you, you you found it really tough against the Stars this year. That's my uh, I think I'm pretty sure that's them done um for the season unless we get them in the playoffs, which you're probably happy about. Um but four and four record against a team um of Dundee's quality, um I'm sure you're not happy with if you had it offered to you that at the start of the season.
3: Um, no. Uh to be completely honest with you, no, but uh you know, if you uh you take into account the the highly successful season we had last year, we went 500 against uh, the Dundee Stars last year. So, um, you know, they're a very tough team to beat uh, uh, from time to time. They, you know, I think they get very excited to play against the Belfast Giants. I think that they are a very opportunistic team. They defend really hard, and um, I think any teams that come to the SSE that we're, we're facing. An added uh, challenge that a teams come to that arena and they're excited to play, and uh, they obviously have their their backs up to play against the Belfast Giants. And, um, you know, we need to combat that with being ready to go for a full sixty minutes. And uh, on Monday we weren't, and, and we got stung as a result of that. And uh, it was important for us to come here and get the two points. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't as I would have liked to uh, it to been, but. Uh, the two points, nonetheless, is very important for us.
1: Elgin Pierce comes into the lineup from the Dundee Stars over the last number of weeks, and you know a power play goal on, uh, early in his Jan's his career, a power play goal today. Uh, is that what he was in to bring? To bring that sort of special team scoring?
3: Um, no, not necessarily. No, I think uh, he was brought in uh, as a guy that competes very hard and uh, is consistent and. And that's uh, I thought what what we are after at that moment, and I thought he's done exactly that since he's been here. Uh, he's made plays on the power play. He's finished on the power play. He's finished five on five. He's made plays five on five. But not only that, uh, I feel that his play has been very consistent throughout the entire time he's been here, and that's important. Uh, and, and hopefully, long may it continue
1: with the way the results have gone over the last number of weeks, you, you know you've rung those changes in likes of Palmberg and Pierce and Goodwin and these guys coming in. You know, how do you feel those those changes have worked or do you still feel there's a, there's still a lot of work to do?
3: There's always work to do, uh that's for sure. Um anytime we're we're not showing consistency in our game there's always work to to be done but uh, certainly I feel like we've improved this hockey team. Uh, I think that on a nightly basis you only need to look at uh, the stat sheet and, um, and watch the game in particular t- to see exactly that. Uh, so we certainly have made improvements to the team, but uh, you know we're not out of the woodworks yet. We need to keep building and, and, and build some consistency here.
2: I'm uh, moving into this weekend. cobbry Yeah, uh, It's been a, a, a team that Again, you've, you've done pretty well over the last couple of seasons to head coach Giants. Uh, they came up with a big result last night with a 5-0 victory over the Cardiff Devils. Uh, what sort of challenge are you expecting from uh, Danny Stewart's team?
3: A very tough one, I think. Uh, last time we saw them, I think uh, they took it to us pretty pretty good uh, in Coventry. Um, and we've had some success against them as well, so uh, I expect it to be a very tough game, a hard-fought game. uh uh, they're a team that defends well as well, and um, if you give them chances, they have some quality hockey players that can finish. So um, we're certainly going to be much better than we were tonight. Um, and uh, I fully expect a bounce back performance at home. I think that we owe that to our fan base. And um, you know, I'm looking forward to to getting back on home ice on Saturday and Sunday, and and trying to see out this Christmas period with uh, you know. What we had originally planned to do, and, and that was to win them all.
2: Just over halfway in the league campaign, uh, you, we talked about this the other day, um, about the, the team that shows going to show a bit of more consistency. He's going to, you know, have a better chance to win the league. There's not a lot of space at the top of that uh, table at the minute, with regards to the Sheffield, Cardiff, Belfast, Nottingham. Um, you know, if anybody gets on a, a three, four, five game run uh You know they can go on to to um you know push on for the rest of the season itself um you think they're going to be in that position obviously with the changes that you made now uh, are you just waiting for this group to to start pulling it together on a more regular basis
3: uh we're working towards that for sure I think it still has uh you know just when we think that uh we're starting to find some distance for we have a we have a lapse and uh you know, we're trying to iron that out and, and trying to find that consistent form and um it's still a work in progress. I mean, it's uh, all we can do is, is keep pushing forward and and uh wait for it to click and um uh, I thought tonight was was a big step in that progress, you know, did all things being considered. Showing up and having a, a bad first 40 minutes it wasn't going our way. And then sticking with the program and finding a way to win that game. I know good. That's what good teams do, and um, we need to start building that belief that uh, when we show up and we play well, and we know we play to to our identity and, and the way that we can play, that we're going to have success. But when we sh- go up and we don't have our legs or we don't we're not feeling it or things are not going our way that we can find a way if we can just stick with the program and uh we will find a way by the end of the game and um i thought that's what happened tonight so uh, it was it was good to see tonight and and we need to look to build on that for this weekend especially going home against a a tough team like coventry who who is looking to climb the table we're looking to to separate ourselves from them so it's a very tough challenge for us, and especially with short-bodied. Uh, you know, from the lineup uh, that we had a couple of weeks ago, uh, it's changed drastically. So, um, new players get new opportunities and uh, a new time to, to shine and and earn. Uh, I guess more ice
1: time. Well, coach, as you say, you know that game, Those two games against Coventry coming up this weekend. You've got a bit of time just to rest up and prepare. We appreciate your time on this bus trip on this bus trip back and for letting us dip into your little history lesson. Um but it's safe drift back mate.
3: No problem guys thanks for having me.
1: Time for December's Player of the Month award Sponsored by our good friends at Phonecab. We put out the nominations on who you thought was the best player for the Belfast Giants Over December and the Christmas period And from your nominations, almost 60 nominations We've gone up the following shortlist of four So, for your vote this month Number 9, Ben Lake Number 50, Shane Owen Number 64, David Goodwin and number 91, Richard Palmberg. Voting is now open on our Twitter account at AVFTB or twitter.com forward slash AVFTB and will it be open until Saturday afternoon. Get your votes on there and who you think is your best player for the Belfast Giants in December and we'll hand out the award this weekend. And as always, a big thanks to Funacab for sponsoring the award. Yep, so there are your nominations Shane Owen, David Goodwin, Ben Lake, and Ricard Palmberg. Um, I'll start with you, Siz. Who's your choice? I think ben I know. Lake. You made your nomination. I think I know who your yep. choice should
2: be. No, ben Lake, for sure. Um, I think Ben's probably been our most consistent player in every game this season. Uh, he brings a little bit of everything. Um, you know, he can score goals, he can get points, he can, um, you know, he, he's tough, He's and you know, he plays in all situations. Um, and a lot of the work he does goes unnoticed. I mean, I don't know what position he sits in and blocks shots. I know he's, obviously D-Men usually get a lot higher than that, but I think he's right up the side of things. Um, ben Lake, for me, has been outstanding in December. Uh, yes, we've had a couple of dodgy results. Um but again if you if you talk with David, he was at the game of Cardiff. I bet Ben Lake was one of the ones that actually stood out um compared to everybody else. So it's uh for, for this month it, 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 yeah, absolutely always good mentions with like uh uh um who's, who's come in and done really well. David Goodwin's you uh, got a game win a goal tonight. Um and who's the other one? Uh, so Shane know David Goodwin, Ben Lake, Richard and, You know, in a again, OE and, and and um but for me I think it's uh, Ben Laker. David?
0: Yes, and I'm going to agree with his. Um I think Laker has been pretty good all month long. You um, asked for the, the hits, stats. give me one second. It says there's four players in the hits, you know, you have Pelly leading it by an absolute country mile at the minute, due to Rayner being probably... I for so long and as, as Rayner said he doesn't need to hit players he just gets to the puck first um, Bobby, <laughs> Farnham, Bobby Farnham Kevin Rain and Ben Lake you know and then you have like a, a gap of 20 hits down to the rest of forwards so you know Bobby Farnham Ben Lake are the two forwards doing the hitting Pelle and Kevin Rain at the back end um, he turned one over was it the very first goal the other night he smashes someone in the corner turns the puck over I think it's Smotherman p- pops it into Palmberg was really patient Ryan's I think that was against the clan, wasn't it? Um, yeah. first goal of the night and Pamberg tucks it away. Pamberg for me, he only came in sort of whatever it was, fifteenth of December or something, came in a very difficult situation. That away game in Cardiff. Nobody played well. He he was just off a plane, he looked lost. And we'll put a lot of that down, to fatigue of travelling, new systems and stuff that he didn't get. Didn't have a good game at Cardiff at all. Um, Then we had the home game at Cardiff, which you've seen better than me, says. You know, you were there live. And then we went on that little mini run, Fife clan a couple of times, um, where we've done really well. And he starred, you know, even at the weekend. You know, we say we stunk on Monday night against against the Stars. We talked to Pash afterwards and he said about you know, I felt we were a bit lucky that first period. Like, we hit the bar, I think, three or four times, or post yep. some bars. That could have been a very different game. It was a one-goal game. I know they, they run in two empty netters, but never really claimed them. You know, 4-3 game with minutes to go. Um, and we had our opportunities, as you say, we hit, hit the bar four times. They had plenty of opportunities too, to be fair. But like tonight, you know, those those games against, how the overs didn't come in got it tonight, but those things <laughs> happened. Um, but they the cut a long story short, I've made a, a short story very long, or Ben Lake,
1: I agree with the two use. I think ben Lee, I think David Goodwin. We he he's what three goals since the last three games. Two points tonight today with with the game winning goal has put in a good shift, and I think that he's. He, you know, he, he's probably one for the future, but I think regards to the whole of December, Ben Lake's been absolutely solid. So, uh, but yep, it's not just down to us. The Twitter poll is now open. Get your votes in at twitter.com forward slash AVFTB at AVFTB on Twitter. The poll will finish on Saturday afternoon and hopefully we'll get the award handed out this weekend at one of the games against the Coventry Blaze and a big thanks, as always, to Funacab for sponsoring this award. Um Right, Paddy, just on.
0: before you go on, I'm going to jump in with just on on the back of you were talking about Goodwin there. Says was talking about the new players that came in. You know, if I go back to just something that I track here, game winning goals first star of the game. If I go back to the fifth game, so the 22nd, Elgin Pierce. Yep. Malamats next game. Palmberg Malamats next game. goodwin one. Malamats. Redix. Then I don't know who was Malamats tonight. Then you go back. to, You know. Shane Owen. Shane Owen got tonight. Game, game winning and goal. Elgin Pierce. Game win and goal. They have a good one. Game win and goal. I assume they have a good one tonight. Yep. So, know, changed, so those the changes guys, guys, those, have an effect. The, the changes it's have January, an effect. It's January, yeah, nice. but just, but yeah, but I'm just. But yeah, but I'm just talking about since you know those guys who came in. You know they've scored the game-winning goals. They've got the first star of the game. They've made a difference. They've been difference makers.
1: Mm. Fair point. Fair point. Thank you. Um, around the league, a, c- a couple of points. Scott Jacklin left the clan uh, due to family reasons, and our, our thoughts go with him as to whatever those are. Um, Sheffield Nottingham traded blows over New Year's. They're they're, they're, they're traditional. Uh, Boxing Day fixture seems to be a shift to New Year's, but uh, each of them taking uh, points at each other's barn. Um, Guilford beaten tonight by the been today by the uh, by the Manchester Storm but uh, continue to play well and uh, they're, they're sitting 5th in the league um, Looking at the league table Sheffield are leading the way 32 games played, 43 points then the Cardiff Devils who have played 4 fewer games but only 3 points behind so it's 28 and 40 uh, then ourselves the Belfast Giants, 30 games played, 38 points, Nottingham Panthers 38 and 36 uh, Guilford Flames, 28 played 33, then Coventry, Glasgow have dropped down to 7th, 5th and 8th. Manchester and Dundee sit outside of the playoff places as we take, come into the new year with Dundee sitting in the bottom 31 games. 21 points. But in regards to news over the last couple of days, I'll start with um, Blair Riley playing in the Spengler Cup. I'm going to talk to you about this, Sis, uh, as you had the opportunity to commentate yesterday on the, uh, or day before yesterday, on the, uh, on the final, the Spengler Cup final. Uh, you were kind of doing it for free sports. But um regards to Blair Riley getting the selection for Team Canada, quite unexpected but uh, congratulations to him.
2: Yeah, um I spoke to him um when he got selected and then uh, I was talking to Todd Kelman there on New Year's Eve as well. Um and you know what, absolutely fair play to him. Uh, you know, he's we all know as a as a guy he's a top top lad. Obviously he plays for Cardiff Devils now and, and um his name changed um <laughs> when he went over there to, to brand really. But um you know, it, it's a phenomenal effort to be Accepted into the, the team Canada um, as uh, to represent your country is just it's you know it's pinnacle of career. It doesn't make a difference what all our titles he wins um, if he goes on to you know pick up a runners up trophy in the playoffs this year and running, um uh, all the titles that he won in Belfast. Anywhere else, the one that he remember is playing for Team Canada in the Spangler Cup. Um, he got a couple of games. He got uh, the second round robin game. And then he got the semi-final. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't get into the final. But you know, great to see him do a John Terry put his uniform on and, <laughs> and uh, get out onto the ice for for the uh, the the trophy award and obviously the medal. And, and uh, he was when he when you know, we were watching the game and commentating and and uh, he was saying, "Get my hair wet, get my hair wet." All the boys have got their helmets off. So congratulations to the Rams. It's just a it's a phenomenal effort. Um I'm sure everybody in Cardiff is very happy for him. I know Todd Calman was not and uh, you know, don't forget, leaving you know, leaving to go and play for team Canada leaves the devil short. So I think Todd needs a to, big like, pat in the back for it as because, well, you know, going out and, and leaving your team short and and uh, obviously Joey Martin get hurt the other night. I, I don't know if he played the next night um against Coventry or, or, or last night against Coventry. But um uh you know, for him to go out there and play for uh play for the the Maple Leaf in the frontless shirt subs absolutely- congratulations on it. It was a, a really good match. Trinette's just Unfortunately, it was a little bit too far for them, and and uh, Canada thoroughly deserved the game. And and uh, Sheds and I, uh, you know, obviously made the effort to to uh, call the game and, and did our best as well. So it was it was fin- I I really enjoyed it. it getting the, the call a, a a competition like a Spangler Cup final is just um insane, especially when I talk about it in Belfast, Jazz TV, like um so uh so yeah, biased really, so pleased. biased. I know I am so biased, but obviously with uh take two teams that I don't really care much about. Um I'm probably a little bit less biased. Um but uh yeah it's it's uh it's definitely a um a highlight of, of my uh you know commentating duties that I get involved in. So um yeah thanks very much to Free Sports and, and R. Murphy for setting it all up for me.
1: Tell you what, going, going coast to coast with the NCAA and now the Spangler Cup, uh, you know, all from here. On also, of course, on a view from the bridge, you hear the voices. I'm, I'm, I'm a
0: little disappointed. He said it was one of his, his highlights. You know, <laughs> I was on the on the air with him the night before, but what I said, they said one of the highlights. I didn't say <laughs> To
2: be honest with you, the the best game, and all the all the time I've been calling Belfast Giants games, the most the, the most fun I had. Um and the most memorable for me was when you were beside me in the Continental Cup final.
0: Oh, it was amazing, mate, wasn't it? We're very, we are blessed here with here some here the stuff we get to do with this club, mate. But that was yeah. just incredible. Both of us, like at the end, when Dustin Johnner scores, oh my goodness, I've never heard a place like it. I know. Unreal, unreal. unreal.
2: Need Whiteside put together. We uh, robot um, with the highlights from night two thousand nineteen. Unfortunately, this season there hasn't been many. Um, you know, it's it's, but it was all last year. And, and thinking back to, to the, um, you know, the, the game against the Cardiff Devils at home and the, the laptop goal. Um, you so, know, obviously the 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 big safe and best goal against Karavica and the and the um, in the semi-finals of the Continental Cup, which was just absolutely insane. Um, and then you know you, you go on and you talk about Chris Higgins' top and. Um, you know, they get it back to two one. Dustin John are to two two. We hit the post in the shootout. We hit the post in the and overtime. Um, and you know, we talk about that two two goal. Can you just imagine how annoying I would have been to every single UK hockey fan if we hadn't managed to win that trophy in the SSE Arena? I'd have been going here. Up-
1: one of the other things, one of the other major pieces of news in the last seven days is, Davy the, uh, the retirement of Tom Darnell, uh, from refereeing. He, uh, the, the, game that was on, on free sports just the other day was his final game in the number nine refereeing shirt. Um, sad for the, sad for the sport in this country. A guy who's, you know, represented in ref, regards to refereeing and internationally and probably is regarded incredibly highly, uh, amongst not just fans, but, but players alike.
0: Tom Darnell probably over the last um ten years at least has has been the most consistent and, and best of the rest. That's why he gets most of the big games. Um you know, we remember him and we will put a tweet out there yesterday, grappling with Barry Nagar on the uh, never forget, <laughs> on the twenty second of October two thousand two, right. you know. He was the first one in um manhandling trying to manhandle Barry Nagar down the ground after he was sucker punching Pax and Shelter in the back of the head. Um you know, Earnest stripes. <laughs> I, I literally literally his stripes as a linesman until he got the the call up to the the referee. And and you know, look, he'll have his detractors, and he'll have made bad decisions <laughs> and he'll look back on and go, oh, "That was." It. And you know what? Since the advent of social media, he's probably one of the ones that is the most active in sort of putting down trolls, which isn't great for you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, he's, uh, he'll he'll answer. He'll answer criticism. Um, I did give a really bad call. I can't remember, just off the top of my head. I think it might have been last season at Belfast. And he was straight on the. to, it didn't affect the, I think we won it in overtime or won it in penalty shots or something. And he was straight on Twitter going, I've seen that again. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, that was awful. You know, like he'll admit when he's wrong on like some other officials. Um, He shall remain nameless. But, um, (laughs) you know, good luck to him. Good luck to him in whatever he does in the future. Uh, I'm sure he'll stay involved in the game in some capacity, Um, a la Mike Hicks, you know, has stayed involved in the game in the capacity that he has. He's too good and he's too long in the tooth and he's got too much experience and too much to offer just to walk away from hockey, so I hope he doesn't. Um, And I guess as someone who's always backed up the referees and stuff, I thank him for his service to the the Elite League and the ISL before and, and wish him well.
1: Absolutely, he says he's a man who, who's been on The View From The Bridge a number of times uh, I remember interviewing him I might have had a few shandies, but I remember interviewing him After a game once as well in, in Rockies He was only too happy to stand and chat With us um, And he goes, you know, like I say, he goes with The best wishes of, I'd say 99% of the fan base, you always get a
2: few have a I don't know if it would be 99% but it's right up there um, <laughs> You know, good Spurs man uh, she's <laughs> up uh, you know, he's a real nice lad and um, you know, he'll be missed because, you know, we're we're not blessed with the um uh, the the most consistent referees in the in the world throughout this league and Davy said, you know, he's always been very positive towards the league and, and until the hour night when uh he was a bit um brassed off that uh there wasn't a couple of calls but we'll move on. Um the uh Tom's as I agree with Davy, I think he's been the most consistent um, official uh, that we've had over the last ten, twelve, fourteen years. So, um, unfortunately, as I say, hopefully he's okay. It's, I know he was he was sick there. Yeah. wasn't the last season, the season before. So hopefully it's nothing to do with that. Hopefully it's work related and, and just you know a time issue. I know he hasn't he hasn't been doing that many games this year. I uh, Certainly, see this. Uh, sad to see him hanging his skates up. But uh, I, I absolutely agree with David I think he needs to be um, kept within the group. I think he needs to be kept there for passing on his experience, passing on uh, the information. He's, he's, you know, he's quality on Twitter as well. He's not up to Paddy Smith standards, but um, (laughs) he certainly is. He's quality on Twitter for sure. So uh, best of luck to him. Um, and come on you Spurs
1: (laughs) Um, One last thing before we just quickly talk about Coventry is before the games against the Coventry Blaze on Saturday and Sunday it's the second edition of the Friendship Series, the female NCAA games and this year it's between Merrimack College and Quinnipiac who obviously their men's team played a number of years ago in the Friendship Four, says you're behind the mic for these ones, what what do you think we can expect from these games?
2: Uh, I really enjoyed the games last I was very surprised to be honest. I didn't, I didn't know really what sort of standard to expect. But um, there was a couple of, there was actually more than a couple. There was a lot of girls there. There were two teams last year that came in that were very, very talented. And um, you know, some of them have actually been on to play in the in the Olympics. Some of them playing in the World Championships for the ladies as well. So, uh, and I have no doubt that the two teams that are here this weekend, Merrimack and and Quinnipiac, have tried to brush up on my homework uh, with them as well over the last few days and. And I uh, really looking forward to, to calling the two games. First game's on Saturday at three o'clock, the SSE, and it's free. Um, so you know if you've nothing to do Saturday afternoon, uh, you know get down to the SSE arena. It's free to get in uh, Saturday, and isn't it twelve o'clock on Sunday? Yeah. And um, the second game, so uh, free to get in. Um, it's a, uh, the, the, you know, you talk about hockey being a, um, a sport where uh, it's a lot of role models, um, but. Girls that play in Northern Ireland don't really um, have too many people to look up to, if you understand what I'm saying. So it, it gives it gives them the opportunity to see. You know, the likes of Caitlin Morris. Caitlin's away with Team GB at the minute, and the best of luck to her, um, I think they're in Poland, actually. Um, and, you know, Caitlin's uh, had the opportunity to go to North America. And I know she'd love to go back and, um, and, and you know, play at the at the level that these kids, these girls are coming in play at as well. And, but as I say, it just gives a, a few different role models to look at and um, that are coming into the country. And uh, again, if, if you're free, get down, because this the standard is absolutely outstanding. Davey, it's another, like I say, we said this last year, and and
1: this expansion of the Friendship Forward, to have the Friendship Series, another feather in the cap for the organisation.
0: Yeah, it's great. And exactly what it says there, you know, about having contemporary... Role models for girls that are, are playing the game. Obviously, the greatest skater, the greatest female hockey player that ever lived, born in Lurgan, Geraldine Heaney, of, of friend of form, the show, you know, friend, friend of the show, <laughs> Um You know, somebody that maybe older women that are are watching. I don't mean older. I mean, be very careful what I'm saying when I'm talking about. Women here, I? <laughs> you know, um, people will have heard of Geraldine Heaney, but you know, it's it's new girls on the block, you know, that are are wanting to play the game. Hopefully someday they'll be talking about the Kate Marsons, you know, the Caitlin Marsons and stuff, out there doing their thing with Team GB. But yeah, feather in the cap for the organisation, they said they would never get NCAA hockey here. Look what's happened over the last number of years. It's only getting bigger, it's getting better, and now with this Friendship Series, with the women's game coming in again, if you can get down to it again, it's good standard of hockey, it's free hockey, you're in the arena early for the Coventry Blaze game, what more could you want?
1: 100%. Get yourself down there this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, before the games against the Coventry Blaze for those t- those games in the NCAA Friendship Series. Merrimack Mer- 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 Mer College and Quinnipiac University. Um, right, lads, the last item on the agenda is, of course, those two games against the Coventry Blaze. Saturday, 7pm, Sunday, 4pm, both at the SSE Arena. Coventry coming off an absolute thumping that they gave Cardiff a five-nil. They shut out the home side in the Viola Arena, and they come in looking to do what damage to the Belfast Giants. What David, do you think Coventry are going to bring this weekend?
0: Oh, they've been going pretty well of late under yep. Danny Stewart. I see Rob on Twitter saying, you "No, know, give him a contract for life kind of thing because he's done brilliant things over the last couple of years. Look, Ferrara's doing really, really well there. Yep. Um, a West beneficiary of a
1: couple of goals as well. Yeah, sure.
0: beneficiaries of, of, you know, increased ice time. And that that's a really interesting conversation that Nane says and others have been having over the last while about British players. You know, you look at Cairn Long. Last year, Manchester probably playing top three, top six, getting a lot of ice time, getting 30 goals coming in here, completely different role, third line, fourth line, getting limited ice time, points aren't there, you know, and Luke Ferrara, seeing Sheffield fans, talking about him, you know, oh, why did we let him go? Well, because he wanted ice time, and he's gone and got it, and, you know, players have to, you know, find find their level, and, um, I think Coventry come with speed, again, you know, we've talked about this, a lot of teams this season, are, are built with speed, but, you know, I don't really like the start part of the show, you know, Paddy. I think we need to concentrate on our own game. Um, and I think if we can follow the process, you know, stick with all those cliches that we've talked about, first goal, again, for this team is so crucial. I know we got the first goal against the Dundee Stars on, on what night was it says now? Get all mixed up with what night Monday. it is when it's, when it's Christmas. Christmas you never know, Dan. Yeah. Don't know what day it is. Don't know what night. <laughs> I have no clue. Don't even know what date it is. Um. We ran into penalty trouble. We need to be disciplined. We need to be better on the power play when we get opportunities, and we need to get that first goal. We need to win face off. We need to do all the hockey one-on-one stuff, and if we follow those things, we'll win the games.
1: Simon, you're of course behind the mic for this. Um, Coventry are going to be a danger.
2: Yeah, of course they are. You know, this league this year is, is you know, the party right from top to bottom. Would be- you know, Dundee, bottom team in the league, uh, came in and handed us the SS area now on uh, Monday night, and then tonight they gave us a real scare as well. Um, you know, the company plays, you, you talk about, look, Ferrar, don't forget about Ross Venus. You know, Ross Venus has been there for a lifetime, for God's sake, and, you know, I think it's nine or ten seasons now, and, um, you know, Ferrar's got 20 goals in 30 games, um, which is insane, Like, and, but again, he's getting the ice time, he's you know, you get rewarded for the effort you put in, and, and you know, Ferrars playing very, very well, but then Phoenix got a, I think he got, I think it was one goal he got last night against Cardiff, maybe two, but, uh, you know, they're going to be a threat in the team. They, um, they're missing David Brawl, and we talk about um, uh, you know, or, or sending condolences, and I think we David Brawl as well his, yeah uh, he's heading back to North America, his uh, father's passed away, so um, you know, again, the hockey family never likes to see that, and our thoughts are, are with David and, and his family, and um, he's an even that they say comedy player. So he's going to be missing them, and they're going to miss him this weekend. But you know he's a he's a big loss for them. He's he's Agreed. a big body. He throws it about. He's been he scored goals against us this year. So look again, we're missing bodies. I've no idea how many guys there have got in their lineup or who played last night and who's not going to play this weekend. You get to the stage where hockey games are coming thick and fast, and and uh, injuries are picked up and and. And other people if they if they miss out they're gonna to have to step up. Plus <laughs> they brought in a new goalie. Um so, you know, we'll have to see how he gets on and, and obviously he came up with a big game last night with a shutout um in uh in Cardiff. So, you know, he's he's gonna try and find his feet and he's he's over the, the nine hundred mark and the save percentage and two point eight one goals against. So it's um gonna be very, very tough.
1: Those games Saturday and Sunday, Saturday 7pm, Sunday 4pm. Get yourself down there to the SSE, but get down there early and watch some female NCAA between Merrimack and Quinnipiac and stick around for those two Belder games against the Coventry Blaze. And if you can't, you can follow them on Belfast Giants TV with Mr Kitchen. Um, Any other business, boys?
2: I've got one. Um, Just wanted to wish the best of luck to, because I don't know when we're doing our next show, um, but uh, Carter Hamill and Max Stewart head away on the um, to the Team GB uh, camp to play in the Youth Olympics uh, in Lausanne. So, um, they're going out there. It's a three-on-three tournament. Uh, The boys are are both heading out um, on the, i say, the 7th of January. So, uh, best of luck to them. You know, phenomenal achievement to, for for those two two kids itself, and obviously the Belfast Junior Giants as well to to get the recognition. And you know, I was talking to them the other day for what that wee interview with them. And um, uh, Carter, <laughs> he's got nine games played this year. They're only unfortunately for them, they're only going to play I think a sixteen game season, um, in the Scottish League at that level. Mm-hmm. And then they're they're fifteen. They're both of them are fifteen years of age. Uh, they're stepping up to play the under twenties as well. So I don't know what ice time, if any, they're getting when they're away to for that level. And I know it's you know you're you're playing against young men at that stage, but uh Carter's sixty four points in nine games. Um Mac has fifty six points in nine games. And then Carter's twin brother Cameron, I think he's fifty two. So you know you're talking the cuts of a hundred and seventy points. In nine
1: games.
2: that's not the best. But I say they just talk about you talk about the quality. Um, and you know we we've talked about uh, on, on different shows about uh, obviously there's nobody available right now to step up and play for the Belfast chance. It's getting closer, guys. It is getting closer. Yeah. These two, two and three and four. Maybe what I haven't talked about. We uh Kel who's uh, Taft's assistant now, um, on the bench. NHLA Kel um. And uh, you know, Kel's a top, top quality defenseman as well. And and they're they're you're getting closer. They really are, and and getting the list level and and scoring that many points at junior level, and hopefully get the opportunity to skate with the boys next year, maybe the year after, or maybe go to college, NCAA. You know, it's uh, um, they're them are certainly dreaming dreaming big. So, um, best of luck to them, and hopefully
0: Team GB can bring up back a medal.
2: Here,
1: here, uh, David, as that- you
0: well, yeah, but before we go on that, that's one thing I would love to see a bit of a payoff from the friendship for would be to see Northern Ireland athletes getting some sort different. of scholarship with mm-hmm. the NCAA schools. You know, let the schools put their money where their mouth. They're putting money in. They're obviously coming here, not. But let's let's you know let let there be some form of legacy to it as well. You know, put a kid from Northern Ireland through college it doesn't have to necessarily be a hockey guy. It would be great. Hockey guy, hockey girl, it'd be great. If that was the case, because it's it's been through a hockey tournament. But you know, get get some students from Northern Ireland, get some athletes from Northern Ireland through into those NCAA colleges to let them see what it's all about. But yes, the only thing, Paddy, I have is bleed tail. Yep. Um, I don't know if you have updated the spreadsheet how many pints we're at roughly. Any idea? No, I'll have, I need to do that. I'm back
1: in the office, yeah. so it's only like, I'll do that tomorrow.
0: You can you can run those stats for next week. But you know, I got a really interesting. Um, text about my own blood which i know you did as well i wasn't expecting it to say you know right your blood has been on a journey it's now in hammersmith i think it was so so my pint has gone to help three people in london which is is great i've got a a funny blood type so um that's great that that's been able to go there it was a really nice wee text with a a linked video in it and it showed you all what happens to your blood after you give it if you can get involved with this we thank our sponsored Phonacab. We know that Robert Fitzpatrick's going to do something extra special as well. We we're talking to him the other night about it, as well as giving those pints out. Um, so keep your eye on that. But if you're able to give blood, you can help people with stuff that you don't need anymore. Um, it's it's quite cathartic. It's it's the start of a new year, you know. If, if you can, I'm not digging out anybody I can't because actually we're doing it for the people that can't do it. So if you can give blood, please give blood. It's dead dead easy. It doesn't hurt. It's over quick. You get a free cup of tea and as many club oranges as you can eat. So it's great. Do you love a club Other, 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 are available. Back up, here a minute. Club uh, orange? Oh,
2: no, not,
1: not, uh, like the biscuit, not the
2: drink. No, I know. We don't <laughs> get club oranges in Northern Ireland blood transfusion. Sure, I'm going to have I tomorrow. I had a bit What'd of you club. Get? Is I thought you'd <laughs> go for the green one. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, um, it, you get, uh, Custard creams. Oh well, occasionally we're about the kind of which are lovely because they come in little bags and you sort of sit there for an hour and eat them. But um,
0: <laughs> the uh, no, I'm I'm on there again tomorrow but lunchtime. Do um, to, well, you throwing uh, out you throwing out throw compared out because I think I had. Two and Ruby
1: had one and Lily had one they didn't even give any blood you know, I, I, like I said I had a mint club and a cup of tea it was great but see uh, and the same, same as yourself Davey I got a text message yesterday saying uh, thanking me for the donation uh, that I gave the other week and that my blood would have been issued to the university hospital at the entry you know and it's it's a nice That's little thought that they're able to tell you you know and track it and tell it. and it keeps it keeps an interest and keeps you involved in in, in, in what they're doing it's a fantastic it's a fantastic thing if you can get a there to do. I can't say anything more than what Davies already said, and uh, and um, and it's great. Says you're going again tomorrow. I think it's you. Know, it's it's. We'll keep pushing this bleed tail 100, and hopefully we'll get a lot more. I'll update those stats and bring them and put them out on on a view from the bridge. Um, anything else? Is that us? That's all for me. That's all from me. And on that note then, the two games this weekend against the Coventry Blaze, 7pm and 4pm on Saturday and Sunday respectively. Of course, the NCAA Friendship Series between Merrimack College and kind of takes place. That's free hockey that takes place before those games. So get yourself down to the SSE Arena and get yourself involved in what is going to be a great weekend, a great festival of hockey this weekend at the arena. And if you can't get down to the games, of course, Giants TV will take you through those Giants games. Big thanks again to uh, to Adam Keefe for for his time and the history lesson. Uh, <laughs> We'll be back next week to cover the games as always. Follow us at AVFTB on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud and the likes. And of course KingdomOfTheGiants.com for you know, feature articles, game reports and interviews of the likes. Uh, thank you Mr. McGimsey and thank you Mr. Kitchen. Good night. Thanks buddies. A very happy new year to one and all and wherever you are this weekend. We hope you enjoy your hockey. And we'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge.
2: Podcast Network.